Hello and welcome back to Two Fairs for the Avengers Reserve podcast, episode eight. And I'm delighted, as always, to be joined by Sad Boy Care. How are you doing today, Care? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I am incredibly hot already. I won't lie to you. Um, <laughs> it's one of the like, I don't know what it is, like jealousy moments that I always have of America. Mm. Because you guys always have aircon. Mm-hmm. I swear, just every single household in the um, yeah, United States has aircon. Our houses were built when, like, after air conditioning was invented. So that's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this was probably built in 1066. <laughs> oh, my days. Been. Yeah. That's <laughs> very old. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, the thing is, our houses are not built as well. Because my house is built in the 70s and it that, has yeah. issues. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you win some. I don't know. Some. I mean, you say that. I'm pretty sure... Out of our two houses, mine is probably more of the ones that is falling apart more. Um, but maybe a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. Um, we're obviously yeah. going to be breaking down episode two of Loki this week. Um, general thoughts on this episode? Did you think it was better than the last? Opened up a couple more questions while still leaving some there. I. Okay. I did like this episode more. I just also felt like... Like, I don't have as many notes on this yeah. episode as I did about the last one. Which could just be that I was, like, trying to regulate them and not just write down stuff that doesn't matter. Because I did that in the first episode. But I do have, like, half the amount of notes from this episode <laughs> than I did from last episode. So, I don't know. I did... I, think... I really liked... I don't know. I feel like a lot did happen. But I don't I know. I am starting to kind of understand that like with Loki, it's becoming one of those series that like you just need to pay a lot of attention to it. Yeah. Um I won't lie, like during this episode, I don't know if it was just that I watched it when I very first woke up, so maybe I just wasn't in too much of a watching mood. Mm -hmm. But I was switching off from time to time, so I had to kind of go back and be like, okay, mm. what's actually going on? Because a lot of it is the dialogue between Mobius and Loki. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I do love because it's really cool getting to see that relationship kind of blossom in a way. Um, mm -hmm. And I really felt like this episode was definitely moving in that direction. Um, but yeah, it's just, it seems like there's not a lot going on. And that's where I kind of like tend to traipse off into my own little world and sort of like look at my phone and things like that. Because a lot of it is just conversations um mm. between two characters and they seem to extend that into one long scene whereas i'd rather see shit getting done i suppose yeah <laughs> i don't know because um. i did like i don't know you know me i have a hard time like paying attention to things when i'm like watching mm. things but lately i've been trying to like actually just get into it and like just sit there and watch it and not have my phone near me so I think that was the other thing. Like, I didn't want to write down that many notes because I felt like I was going to miss something, you know? Because there was just, like, like you said, there was just so much dialogue. And, like, a lot of mm. things did happen. I don't know. I really, I did like it, though. Like, I felt like it was very, I don't know. 
the only word I can think of is like introspective, but I don't know why that word even comes to mind. Like it just kind of like made me think that like, like we still don't really know where Loki stands on everything. I mean, we kind of do at the end. Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't know. For some reason after the first episode, I was like, okay, he's going to help them and he's going to actually want to help them. Yeah. But I'm just an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I think the ending kind of really cemented the episode for me. Yeah. I think without that ending, I really don't know what this episode, like, would have been. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it really kind of brought it up to, you know, a decent sort of episode. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, there's, you know, certain points throughout the episode. You've got, like, you're going to Pompeii, his first kind of experience going back in time to when they go to the 1985 place um Mm -hmm. you know along with a couple of other things that sort of loki is discovering it just kind of felt a bit kind of yeah i don't want to say stale because that's not the right word but it just felt like you were kind of just wading through it at times um kind of waiting for what's going to happen and i don't think and i don't think if it wasn't for those significant events such as going to Pompeii and like I've just mentioned all the others. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what the episode would have been, so I think it's just very cleverly done that they've done those uh, very specific uh, things. Yeah. Um, I really liked yeah, so to- the Pompeii part, and I also really, really liked the part where he figured out that the variant Loki is like, which we know who sh- they are. But, (laughs) um, like, I, I really liked that he, I don't know, like, the emotional response, I guess, that he got from the fact that Asgard was, like, destroyed. I don't don't know. Like, I, I just really liked that part because it made me feel like he is, like, actually moving towards the right things even though he might be mm. doing it, like, very slowly, and he's, like, trying to avoid... Not avoid, but, like, he's trying to, like, put it off as much as possible. Because, like, he knows that, like, he's starting to feel differently towards things because now he knows what happens in his life and stuff like that. I don't know if this is even making any sense. <laughs> I think I get what you mean. I just kind of felt, like, in that part specifically that he was... He got over it quite quickly. Um, like, I don't because think Loki he did. still is that it's still that kind of twenty twelve where it's like cold hearted but keeps his cards close to his chest. Um I So think... it's in that very brief moment where he looks at it, but when he goes to Mobius, he you know, appears as if he's over the news already. Yeah. Well, he's also a guy, and that's how guys handle emotions. So <laughs> <laughs> No, but, like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, he wouldn't... He's he's trying to be, like, big for his... Like, not too big for his bridges, but he's trying to be, like, the big man and, like, not scared of anything Mm. and doesn't care about anyone. But, like, when he's alone, he he really does, like, feel for these people, you know? He really is the child that, like, Mobius refers to him as yeah mm-hmm. a sort of like crying child um i really did mm-hmm. like that reference and kind of yeah it was good um what did you make of the whole sort of if we're going back to the very start at the beginning the 1985 
ambush that happens and the commander gets taken hostage. Um, it was our first time like actually seeing it. Did you have any kind of inkling to who the variant was then? I mean, we were told that it was Loki, so... I mean, I... In the back of my head the entire time, I had, like, Lady Loki in my head. I was, like, mm -hmm. just because of, like, theories that I'd seen and, like, stuff like that. Like, I just kind of, like, had it in my head already. So I was, like... I wasn't really thinking too much into it, but now that I actually, like, stop and think about it, I did write down, actually, in my notes that, like, the the thing that Loki did to the commander or whatever, like, the TVA agent lady, like, mm -hmm. gave me... C20, I think. Yeah. It gave me, like, Wanda vibes. I was like, okay, this is kind of, like what Wanda does with, like, the mind. So I don't know if... Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was, like, kind of, like, a hint or if that was just me drawing a different connection. I don't know. But I I don't know anything about Lady Loki. That's the other thing. So mm -hmm. I don't know, like, what her powers are supposed to be or whatever. So that could have been, like, a huge hint because that could be, like, her thing, which it seems like it is because she does it a lot. Um, <laughs> but... I was, I didn't really have, I didn't really think too much into it in the beginning because I already had that in the back of my mind. Yeah. And I was more so focusing on the stature of the figure, like what the person in the cloak looked like. And you couldn't really tell that it was a woman until the very end, right before she comes out of the shadow and takes the hood off, you know? Mm. Yeah. Because, like, then you had, like, things to compare her to, and you realize that she's, like, smaller and skinnier than Tom Hiddleston. So. <laughs> yeah. That's when no, I was definitely. like, oh, okay. Yeah, I but. think it was, it, it definitely was kind of, like, having that imprinted in your mind that, like, it was the potential of it being Lady Loki. I think straight from the off of the episode, you could just kind of tell something, like, because it's the thing, it's like, why would they be hooded? If it's Loki, yeah, he would be... Yeah out and about um you know would not loki is the, not a guy to really go in disguise unless he absolutely needs to and it's one of those scenarios exactly. where he wants to be the face and center of attention so um yeah you could mm -hmm. definitely sell sense that something wasn't quite right um straight away from the off um moving on to sort of the whole scenario where they first go in and encounter what happened in 1985 so you've got locus and mobius and a few of the um Minutemen uh, going back to 1985 to see what happened. Loki's whole moment of yeah. stalling that entire timeline. Um, talk to me about your thoughts on Loki doing that. Uh, he tricked my gullible ass. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that for sure. Because I was like, oh, he's right. Like, he knows. <laughs> I just, like, love Loki as a character. And I just, like, trust everything he says. So, like, I would not be... <laughs> I would not be good in that situation. I would have just been like, oh, yeah, like, it's fine. Let's just wait until it redlines, you know? Yeah. <laughs> because he obviously knows what he's talking about. Like, I don't know. He he definitely tricked me. I was like, oh, this is going to be, like, serious. And then I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> it was so, Like, there so wasn't sneaky. really much else. I was just kind of like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
It was so sneaky that I was kind of thinking, like, cause the, it's just the way that he words things. Um, just being like, oh, yeah. like, if you go out that door, you know, you'll all die or something like that or whatever it was that he yeah. said. And the way that he just slowly begins to explain it until he kind of gives away his whole thing to do with the timekeepers. Um, yeah, I just yeah. thought it was brilliant. Um, really is the God of Mischief really is entertained me with moments like that because you do just tend to fall oh. for it um even after all this time I mm -hmm. think. so um yeah <laughs> well the thing is too i think i'm also used to him post i guess not post ragnarok but like ragnarok and like later the good loki even though later is just like him dying but yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much like, I think that I'm used to him not being so tricky. So tricky. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it got me so hard, because I was just like, oh. I was like, I was like slapping myself afterwards. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, he is very, he, it was, it was sneaky. It was good writing, too. Like, the way that was like, because they knew that it was going to get some people. Like me, who are just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll talk about as well because Mobius and Re um, Mobius and Ravona end up having like a little chat. That's a sort of like lengthy scene which I yeah. did have to kind of go back to um, because they mention this analyst <laughs> on the side. Um, obviously, we know Ravona yeah. isn't all she's made out to be. Um, there is a sort of darker and deeper truth behind her and i was just kind of wondering you know who could yeah. this analyst on the side be is it as simple as it being kang is she maybe working with lady loki i feel like there's a lot of possibilities um behind ravona i don't know i'm just kind because... of thinking the way that agent carter or sharon carter was played in the falcon winter that she was kind of like what a triple agent in some ways i yeah. think it could be a very similar scenario with ravona yeah i think that the there's a very high possibility that could be kang mm. but she seems to be very much at the becking call of the um timekeepers you know mm. like she seems to be kind of like their most trusted person so I don't know if she would, like... Risk the status that she's got? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Maybe. I mean, maybe Just because it's just... I feel like she's so high up. But then again, she's so high up that people wouldn't think that she would do anything against the TV. That's why that's why so, I feel it could either be a sort of double agent minute like potentially triple agent sort of scenario like you really just because there's bits and bobs there's things like saying this analyst on the side and then it was more later the way yeah. that she reacts to um what happens with the timeline that kind of makes you second guess but at the same time she's got to react like that. So I just think there's a lot of uncertainty around Ravona. Um, and I think yeah. we're going to see that sort of expanded on the next few episodes. But I really am intrigued to find out who this analyst yeah. on the side is. Yeah, I didn't think that much into it, honestly. I was just like, oh, it's just another person. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I... I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I'm interested to see if you're right about that, if there's, like, some kind of double agent thing going on. Yeah. Because I did not... I did not pick that up from that scene. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think it's definitely... It's a big possibility. is going to be a big character in the MCU, I feel. Or not necessarily a big character, but yeah. especially in this series, there's going to be a lot more... Um, opened up about her um we'll kind of move on to this this is part of the sort of long scenes that we kind of had between loki and mobius um you know got to see the chemistry between those two characters which i think was fantastic and their relationship really was kind of growing into something um as well in that you've got loki discovering the destruction of asgards um but those two characters working together um, I feel like this was a really important episode for those two to bond and just really see how they're going to perform with each other. Yeah. I... I don't know. I was going to say... Because the ending kind of, like, mixed that up. But I was going to say that I feel like Mobius was, like, finally starting to... Trust him. Kind of trust Loki mm. a little bit. Like very apprehensively like he was like very apprehensive about it but he was like he trusted him enough to bring him back to pompeii you know so like that's a lot because if he was wrong that would have been really bad (laughs) yeah i mean really bad (laughs) pompeii is gonna be a really interesting one because i'm kind of gonna throw something out there that i did see online before we started um Mm-hmm. Just because I think it does kind of make a bit sense. Like, the whole finding out that the variant is hiding um, in apocalypses, so they go back to Pompeii to kind of test the theories. Um, but the mm-hmm. TVA comes across as the, you know, this really powerful force that knows everything that's going on. How did they miss such a blind spot such as hiding in apocalypse? I'm sure it's not the only time that they've ever encountered this. So do they do it just to kind of maybe perhaps try and gain Loki's trust so that he can figure things out for himself? Did they know that Loki was or did they know that the variant was already hiding in these apocalypses? Because it seems pretty certain that they wouldn't miss such a big thing like this out. Yeah, like I do have a hard time believing that they did didn't know about that Mm. blind spot you know like i have i don't but like how did loki lady loki find that out and like it just seems quite because it's okay so like like, it seems quite uh what's it called it's quite convenient how, you know, the files that Loki gains access to, you know, destruction of Asgard is one of the first files that he pulls out and then he suddenly manages to find it. Like, that's where the sort of, like, light bulb lights up. Yeah. Um, I just think that it's something that the timekeepers and specifically the TVA, like, I just don't think that they would have missed it out. I don't think so either. I don't... I don't know. Now I'm, like, very confused. <laughs> like, I just don't... I I agree. I don't think that they would have missed that. 
Because it's like it's an interesting point, isn't it? Yeah. Cause now I'm starting to think like what if all of this is like Maybe, what if, like, the TVA has their own timeline and, like, this is on the TVA's sacred timeline, you know? Like, this was meant to happen. So, like, ah, I'm getting existential. I need to stop this train of thought. (laughs) It's very, it's so inter, like, there's so much. It's, like, so intricate and, like, there's so much to, like, think about when it comes to these things because... Yeah, I I don't I really don't think that they would have missed that. And now I'm so confused and I don't know where cuz like I don't know why they would make Loki figure that out himself. You know? Cuz yeah. that kind of just feels like giving him the power to become another new variant. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It's a very it's But a very maybe deep it was like you said maybe it was a test to make sure that he was actually going to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the kind that of way that I and not just at it. go hide in an apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I Let's go, I suppose we could kind of always leave it for the audience, you know, just let us know in the comments uh, what mm-hmm. you think about this entire scenario. Did the TVA know um, about the yeah. potential of the variant hiding in an apocalypse? And uh, if so, yeah, just let us know your thoughts. We'd love to read the comments all the time. <laughs> We'll move on now to the Kablooey finds, uh, where basically Loki discovers, um, or not Loki, sorry, Mobius discovers that obviously candy is something that the variant left behind um, in the cathedral in France. I forget the actual year that it was, but leaves it behind at the crime scene, we'll call it. Um, So yeah, then they go into this whole sort of research bit about Kablooey and when it was produced it's actually in, in our future between 2047 and 2051 i think was the correct date um to yeah. then find apocalypses that happen to where the variant might be um i did kind of enjoy that but that was where i really sort of start to gain a bit more interest in it yeah can we just talk about the fact that they had like 50 to 100 apocalyptic scenarios between those four years in our future, that was that was a comment on climate change because literally all of yeah, them yeah, were yeah, definitely. like weather related. That. Like it was yeah. literally just they were like, climate change is going to ruin the world, and this is how it made sparrows go extinct. Like what? Yeah, sw- swallows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or swallows. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, what else was it? It was like. There was hurricanes and volcanoes and just, like, earthquakes. And I was like, yeah. this is this is going to make me existential. Like, this is just going <laughs> to... I was like, what the hell? But I thought that that was, like... I did, I did like that scene because I liked, like, them trying to come up with as many climate change possibilities for, like, apocalyptic scenarios <laughs> as they possibly yeah. could. But, like, I also was just sitting there and I was like, this is a comment on climate change. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. And I think when they get to Roxcart Mm -hmm. as well, that, like, confirms it. I was like, wow, Alabama looks like a complete (laughs) shithole. Yeah. uh, Pouring it down with rain, like, signs (laughs) being torn apart with wind and rain. Like, yeah. Never been to Alabama, but not how I imagine it in the slightest. 
Really? Does that make sense? <laughs> no, yeah. I um, I just thought it was funny because I I liked that they made it like about like the rocks cart thing and like the future in Alabama, whatever. I liked that they yeah. didn't make it like super futuristic. You know? You didn't like, like they made it No, I did like that. Okay. They made it like as I don't know. Like it felt like it could have been in today's timeline because like even when you were looking at like the screens and everything, there mm-hmm. were um there was like a little robot that like cleans the floors or whatever and we literally have one of those at my local grocery store so like it it wasn't like a very super advanced like technological like future and i liked that because it seems more realistic to me because i feel like usually when when shows or movies or whatever go into the future even if it's just like 30 years they think it's like flying cars and like all this crazy stuff Mm. but they made it like normal like, there were, like, regular mm. school buses out front. And, like, the only thing that was, like, different about it was the fact that this giant supermarket, which was basically just a Walmart, but, like, a little high-tech Walmart a little bit, you know, was yeah. also kind of a, like, shelter, which is, like, actually how Walmarts are designed. They're designed so that if natural disasters like that happen, people can... Like, tons and tons of people can come in and, like, live there and, like, be safe from the natural disasters. Even though everyone in this natural disaster dies. But we're just not going to talk about that. (laughs) I mean, let's talk about... Anyway, that was my tangent. I liked the You have a robot in your local grocery (laughs) store. Like, this cannot be shop, right? Where on earth are you shopping? (laughs) Why? Why do you have a robot cleaning up your rubbish? Um, well, it's, like, to clean up spills and stuff. I forget what it's called. It has a name. But it's just, like, a little, like, like, pod robot. It's, like, no, it looked like the one that was in the, in, in the show. Except ours is black. And that one was, like, a white robot. But, like, it, what it does is it, like, vacuums stuff and it, like, cleans, like, mops up messes. Not, like, mops up, but, like, it's, it's kind of like a Mm. high-tech robot. Like, uh, not high-tech rob- robot. Ro- uh, Roomba. It's kind of like yeah. a Roomba. But it also will, like, mop up things. But, okay, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I was just very interested in that. Can't wait to see that come to the United <laughs> Kingdom. Um, we'll talk about the entire encounter. It's with really the variant. off-putting, I'm not um, going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the encounter with the variant that's at Ruck's cart when Loki first encounters them and... Um, yeah. the hunter that he's with. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just... I, I think Randy was um, a very interesting character to yeah. kind of introduce themselves as and that whole understanding what Loki is really up to that he wants to overthrow the timekeepers, or does he? But <laughs> kind of have to understand that when he's in contact with the actual variant that he's going to sort of reveal a little bit more about his plans um did -hmm. you kind of see that as the plan that he was going to try and overthrow the timekeepers yeah like every since he's been begging to see the timekeepers i was like yeah that's what he wants you know Mm. like 
I was just like, oh, he wants to kill them and take their spot. Duh. <laughs> I just, I do kind of feel that Loki sometimes makes it up as he goes along. Like, I never really felt like he was going to overthrow the timekeepers until he came in contact or if he came in contact with the variant um, so that then they could be like, there's two of us, we can overthrow them. That's kind of the way that I saw it. I think he was would yeah. have been very happy working alongside the timekeepers or kind of like under the farm of the timekeepers. No. Not 2012 you know, Loki. I just think back to still what's 2012 Loki and like working for Thanos and like if he gets a planet then you can keep the the big bit. I mean, I guess, but even he's never the thing is he won't he wouldn't be satisfied until he has superior like all all of the power, you know? Mm. So I feel like maybe in the beginning he was like, Yeah, I'll just work with them and then he was like, nah, I, I wanna overthrow them. I don't know. I definitely think that it was like his plan all along. I also don't think that he didn't know that that was a trap. Like, going to Rock's cart. I don't think that he would have... Like, I think he went there specifically knowing that it was a trap for everyone else. And then he was going to try and team up with the Loki variant. I think that that was always the plan. Because as soon as he found out about that candy bar, why else would they leave a candy bar literally leading exactly to where they are you know like he had to know that that was a trap yeah yeah it's probably reading into small things like that it's it's going back to that whole you know what does the tva really know are they just like missing these you know do they really have these blind spots sort of things um and i think loki perhaps has just kind of picked up on them you know it's a a real possibility that that's just the case um because that's all we're kind of led to believe unless we kind of dig into it a little bit um i just i don't know i don't know if he knew it was a track um i just think he i think loki more than anything was just trying to gain an audience with the variant by himself no matter what which is exactly why i think he was okay with not being with mobius because mobius and him were kind of bonding in a way but he gets put with yeah. uh, one of the other Minutemen and he's fine with kind of ditching her you know well yeah I think I definitely think that it would have felt more like betraying Mobius to him if Mobius was right there like I think since he wasn't there it was kind of like out of sight out of mind kind of thing you know yeah so I think he actually preferred not being with him on that yeah but yeah yeah. Um, I don't they know. Do I'm not come convinced that well. didn't know that that was a trap. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I think the ending does make a little bit more sense in why he escapes with the variant um, or runs off. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, that's the only other bit for me that kind of, like, makes it a bit more of a possibility. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we do come into contact with Hunter C20 who went missing, uh, was taken hostage at the start of this episode um, where obviously the variant has been 
collecting loads of different reset charges. Um, Hunter C20 very shaken up um, and is constantly repeating something like, oh, it's real, it's real. What do you think that she means by this? This is me kind of like clutching at straws here, really, but you know, is it is it a person? Is it a place? A thing? Like, I'm just really confused as to what she could be referring to, but I think it could be something really deep and, uh, I don't know, something really important that could take place in Loki, I feel. I honestly don't know. I was, like, kind of trying to just, like, put that at the back of my head because I was like, I don't really know what she's talking about, but we'll find out about it later. But I think that it, it brings me back to, like, this TVA timeline, kind of. And they also mentioned the end of time, like, five times in this episode. Mm -hmm. So it makes me think that, like, maybe she, they know that, they know what the ending is, you know? And it's starting to make me think that this variant, this Loki variant, causes the end of time. Yeah. And that Hunter knew that. Because okay. yeah. she ended up getting... She ended up giving the Loki variant, Lady Loki, the... Um, what's it called? The location of the Timekeepers. Which... Can't be good. Like, and also, it makes me, like, I'm confused because Loki didn't know that she wanted the location of the Timekeepers, because that was, like, a separate thing. But he mentioned the Timekeepers to her and, like, overthrowing them or whatever, and she was like, I don't care about that, like, whatever. So, mm. what does she want with the Timekeepers? Because she has the location of them, so why does she want the location if she doesn't want to overthrow them? You know, like this is what I don't... I, this is what I mean is that like I think it's just it's something that is going to continue to grow and it's the reason that she's yeah. that Hunter C twenty is kind of saying something as very bland and simple as it's real and that's all she's repeating mm -hmm. other than letting them know that she's letting the location of the timekeepers know. I think there's going to be darker forces at play basically. Um, yeah. You know, but we still, it, it, there's so much uncertainty in what she says. It's a very small moment, but I just feel, just have that inkling that it could be something a little bit kind of darker and deeper. Um, you know, whether it's a, a, a person, a, somebody that's completely different or separate from what we've seen in Loki. I do just, you know, you do get that feeling with this series that, you know, there's always just something going on in the background. You know what I mean? Um, I think it was exactly the same mm -hmm. with, um, you know, who was revealed um, next, which I suppose we should probably touch on because I think if we carry on talking about um, this whole scenario about Hunter C20 saying it's real, we could probably go into thousands and millions of different theories of what it could really be. Um, so we'll yeah. leave it kind of for now uh, just to speculate. Um, yeah. But Lady Loki... Um, Obviously makes her I was appearance, right. um, <laughs> unveils herself. Uh, congratulations on your prediction being right, I suppose. Uh, that was my yeah. first. That was my first prediction that was right. I'm very happy about it. <laughs> uh, I the entire time I was like, it better be her. It better be her. 
I really didn't think that we were going to find out who it was so early, though. Yeah, I thought exactly the same when it happened. I was so surprised that it was Lady Loki straight away because they were being in disguise as different characters and they were hooded. Um, And, you know, I thought maybe they would kind of unveil themselves as Loki at first. Um, I didn't. And then, you know, later on in the series, maybe they would then unveil themselves as actually their Lady Loki. Um, But the whole don't call me Loki kind of threw you off the scent with that. Yeah, that was like, that was weird to me. Like, I don't understand. It it obviously has a meaning, but Mm. I didn't get it. (laughs) Yeah, I was was a a little bit confused. Weird. (laughs) But But, um, yeah, I... Yeah, it was... Go on. Oh, no, go ahead. I wasn't really going to say anything. Um, (laughs) No, I was literally just saying that sort of the Lady Loki... um, like I was saying earlier, is the thing that really cemented this episode for me because that was a real sort of like, oh my God, it's happened moment. Um, Whereas for most of it, yeah, it was just kind of concentrate, concentrate what's going on sort of thing. Um, Yeah. But yeah, they obviously, Lady Loki, she bombs the sacred timeline and you see it all split (laughs) off into different different times. Basically, the multiverse Mm -hmm. is about to happen. Um, which, you know, as tragic as it appeared on screen today, it looks pretty cool. I'm very excited for the multiverse to happen. Um, yeah, tell me about your sort of reaction to that entire happenings. Well, isn't the multiverse, like, already a thing? Because, like, the multiverse uh... isn't based on the timeline. The timeline is the same for every universe. But the multiverse was always a thing. That's why there's, like, different Loki variants and stuff, right? That's how I um, they, I think they explained it very briefly, didn't they, in, in last week's episode and sort of, like, how it was created, is that the timelines need to stay in their yeah, but that their was... specific bit. But when they start branching out, that's when it creates a multiverse, I think is how it was explained from what I remember. Which is, as we saw, the, where the sacred timeline, where it was branching off to different locations. Obviously, yeah, if yeah. it branches off, then it's then going to go into... You've got the sacred timeline there, branches off, goes into a different timeline here, basically. Yeah. So it's kind of where they all start merging. Yeah, but I... Th- I thought that was just timelines. I thought it was not the multiverse, because we already have had instances of the multiverse, haven't we? I don't know. Anyway, not important. Um, what was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> Just like what your reaction to was the sacred timeline and Lady Loki's bombing of it, I suppose. Uh, it's going to be a mess to clean up. That was my original <laughs> thought of it. Um, mm. That was pretty much all I thought. I was like, wow, that's literally just what they're going to be fighting for the rest of the series at this point. Is like just trying to fix everything that just went wrong, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm interested to see if they can do it. You know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was particularly interested in sort of Ravona's reaction um, because we get to see a very snippet of her realizing what's going on, um, yeah. as well as the entire TVA who are really panicked um, because it's like you know they've probably never 
come across a situation like this before um, and probably need to go to the actual mm. timekeepers for their help. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a yeah. very um, interesting moment. I mean, for a second episode, you kind of expect something as serious as this is kind of made out to be to not happen until the later episodes. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just thought That's it was very um, true. it was a very interesting take on things for sure. Um, Loki, obviously, then yeah. decides to escape with Lady Loki. Uh, talk to me about his decision to do so. Did you kind of see it coming? Um, and just your general reaction, I suppose. Yes. <laughs> I saw it coming. I What I didn't see coming was the moment of hesitation. Yeah. Before he stepped into the portal. Which makes me think that he is very slowly working towards becoming a good guy. Mm. But he's not quite there yet. <laughs> I think we I think we mentioned it yesterday is that like he's so drawn to power and things like that where he's seen that Lady Loki has been able to you know infect this timeline so easily um basically like child's play is that he's a lot more kind of almost mm -hmm. attracted to her in that way um that he wants to see where things will go with that that's true yeah um i don't so yeah i don't know i don't think he has but... loyalties in anyone right now no other no. than himself so I'm not surprised that he went against the TVA. I was surprised that he was hesitant about doing it. Because that's mm -hmm. not the Loki that we know, you know? But, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I do um, think he was mainly just curious to see what her deal was. Yeah, that's literally what like, I think it is more than anything. I, I feel like he didn't want to betray Mobius. I think it was just... If he doesn't go, then he's never going to find yeah. out. And Loki is very much that character of just wanting to find out where things could potentially go. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that is pretty much the end of that entire episode. Rating out a 10. We actually forgot to do this last week. So how would you rate this one? Oh, yeah. Okay. I think last week's episode I would give like an 8. This week's episode I would give... Probably like a seven, seven and a half. Ooh, okay. I don't know because I didn't not. Probably seven and a half because I liked it as much as the last one, I think. But I think that there were also just weren't as many like action scenes, I guess. But there weren't that many in the last one. I don't know. This is like, it's a tricky one to. To rate for Loki me. is a very difficult series to rate, is what I found. Yeah. Um. Like I don't know, I would probably give this episode an eight and last week's a seven. I think mainly just for the whole really? Lady Loki. Oh, I liked last week's a lot. Yeah, like I. I don't know. I enjoyed it, but it was just very. Everything kind of happened in the last 10 to 15 minutes. Um, it was kind of very drawn out, I felt, the first episode. Whereas this one, maybe it was just that view and perspective. Like I said, like this one, I was kind of forcing myself to like properly pay attention. I was rewinding back and things like that. Um, so maybe it was just that. But I think yeah, just yeah. the Lady Loki ending just really made this episode for me. 
Yeah. I don't know. Um. Okay. It is, so, it's a tough well, one. <laughs> we'll come on to a couple of bits of news. Okay, so we're going to move on to some little bits of news that we've gathered over the last week, as well as sort of predictions and theories that we have for the upcoming episodes of Loki. Um, as we were just talking about the previous episode, I think it's really important to touch on the first day household viewing figures that came out the day after. Uh, 890,000 people yeah. watched the first episode of Loki in the first day, um, which, you know, beats uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision by a country mile, really. A few hundred thousand. Um, yeah. Great news, really, for Loki. Yeah. Do you think that was expected? I honestly did not expect that. Personally, I didn't expect it. I would have thought that Falcon and the Winter Soldier would have had more than WandaVision and Loki. But mm. I don't know. I think I don't know. I don't really know why so many more people would want to watch Loki. I think it's that what we touched on, I don't know if it was the preview of yesterday's episode, is that Loki is a recognizable character in the MCU, like he's been the villain and yeah. he's been around in all the films. Um, so it, it, it does really make sense for me in that regard, um, and I think that could explain for some of yeah. it. But I think, I just feel like Loki has been one of those seasons or series, sorry, that it's been planned for so long and there's been a lot more hype around it than maybe not yeah. necessarily WandaVision, um, because that was the first Marvel thing since coronavirus. Um, but Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I definitely yeah. felt like Loki had a lot more hype than it. Yeah, the only the only thing I'm... I think you're right. Like, I do think that Loki was... Loki's a bigger character. He's, like, a more of a staple character. And a lot of people really like the, like, mischief that he gets into. And it's, like, it makes for a really interesting-sounding show, you know? Like, it makes for a really, mm -hmm. like, you know that there's going to be, like, funny moments and just, like, little quips and just, like, really, like, he's going to mess around with everyone and it's going to be great. The only thing is, I was just thinking, like, because Sam and Bucky have been around for just as long as Loki, but I think they they were a lot more supporting characters than Loki yeah. was. So I guess it does make sense that Loki would have, like, the highest. And I guess it also kind of makes sense that they would put Loki last. So that they would... Actually, it doesn't really make sense to me why they would put Loki last. Because if they came out with Loki first, and they had, like, this huge first day viewing, you know? Then it would have trickled into the other two if they had those after Loki, you know? But mm -hmm. just because of, like, people didn't really know how the Marvel series were going to go. And, like, if Loki were the first one, so many people would have seen the original, or, like, the first one, that, like, they would have been like, okay, let's see what the second series is about. Let's see what the third series is about, you know? I don't know. Yeah. But well, I think it also it's, it's it makes sense that they would make go... people wait for it. Yeah, I think it has tried to go strict to timelines in some sort of way. Um, like, 
I'm pretty sure WandaVision actually takes place after Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I think Loki is about right because you kind of needed to see WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier have their own little things before Loki, for what it looks like, is going to mess everything of that up um, and really kind of open everything yeah, up. Yeah, you're right. So um, that's the kind of way that I've seen it. Um, it's just that Loki kind of needed yeah, to be third true. in line because it's ruining everything that's just happened. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant household viewing figures. Um, really interested to see what the finale will do now, really. I mean, the kind of middle episodes, I'd imagine, will be around the same, yeah. if not a little bit lower, just they usually are. Um, but yeah, we'll kind of move on to what we missed last week, and I really couldn't believe it. I'm sorry, okay, we're almost done, it's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> we've got, um... it's just so early. <laughs> <laughs> we've got the Stanley cameo that was in episode one um, on the mural. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was fantastic. Um, I believe that's, uh, that is an actual yeah. legitimate cameo from Stanley. Um yeah, and we were talking about this in the Venom 2 trailer that, you know, we were like, have we just been missing them this entire time? Um, just, you know, I absolutely love that he made a cameo there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Cool. last little bit of news I before I go on that. to just... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, She-Hulk, it was announced earlier this week or was it last week? Sometime in the last week, it was announced that the upcoming Disney Plus series of She-Hulk is going to introduce Scar, who is the son of Bruce Banner. Um, brilliant news. Always love a oh. new character introduction. Um, your thoughts and feelings on that? Confused. But... With the multiverse, I guess it makes sense. The only reason why I'm confused is because there was the scene in, what was it, Ultron, I guess, where mm -hmm. uh, Natasha and Bruce were having a conversation, and he was like, we can't have kids. And she was like, I can't have kids, so it's fine. But, like, he was, like, so adamant about the fact that he can't have kids. So, like, how mm. are they going to do that? But I guess if, if the multiverse is a thing, there's a universe where he and Natasha able were able to have, to have some a kid. radioactive child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's just I, mutant genes, isn't it? There's probably a way for them to reproduce. Like, I don't yeah. know who the mother of Scar is, but there must be a way for it to happen yeah. as we're going to start to see the multiverse and. X-Men, Fantastic Four, all of that to come into play. Um, you know, there is a way for them to reproduce somewhere, somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just... Um, I just had... Sorry, carry on. No. I'm just confused. No? But... <laughs> okay. No worries. We Interested to see how they bring just it just one in, thing but, to really know. talk about, um, which we have actually kind of spoken about. It was just sort of like predictions, theories... Um, just feel like Ravona is obviously going to be somewhat involved with the variant or like that analyst on the side. I get that kind of feeling. I feel like it is the real reason yeah. why she doesn't trust Loki. And it goes back to that whole double agent, triple agent vibe that she gives me. 
Could be. Could be. I have a feeling that she is somehow in touch with Kang. Just based yeah. on their relationship in the comics. Like, I feel like that there would have to be some kind of communication between the two of them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know necessarily if she's, like, working for him, like, on the down low. Like, trying to, like, manipulate things so that, like, he can get what he wants. Or if she is just, like, I don't know. But, yeah, I... I do think that there is a possibility that there could be like some kind of double agent thing. I think for sure. On. And I think we are going to get that um, storyline of Kang the Conqueror. It is going to be introduced at some point throughout Loki. We know that. Um, I'm just wondering if, you know, maybe it goes back to Hunter C20. Maybe that's what she's referring to is when she says that it's real. It could be as simple as it being someone like Kang. But it's like I said, it goes back to that moment. There's a lot of speculation behind it because it could literally be anything. Um, And it could be something... It's very intentionally vague. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know. I don't know. But I do like the possibility that Ravona is going to be a character developed a lot in these upcoming episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think she will be. Because she's just going to be... She's supposed to be, like, a huge character in the MCU, so. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. Do you have any <laughs> predictions or theories of your own for this week? No. Honestly, I was, like, okay. we were left on a cliffhanger, and I was just kind of like, okay, I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm That's all cool. theoried out. My that one theory good. came true, so I'm fine. <laughs> it's good it's a very long episode today so that is perfectly fine Um, okay (laughs) thank you very much for watching as well as all the listeners on Spotify Um, please be sure to leave a like Uh, comment something down below where we were talking about um, whether the TVA knows that it's an apocalypse hiding whether they knew about all of that whether this is just something they've been planning please let us us know you can find a link in the description for Care's channel as well as social media links. Um, annotation will also be on the screen where you can also visit her channel. She produces very good content, so please do go check it out. Um, and yeah, thank you very much, and we will see you all next week.